So hey there, friends, and welcome to this episode of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today we're talking about perfectionism and how it might be hiding in plain view, but not exactly where you think. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self-kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So perfectionism, this is a topic that I really enjoy talking about because for the longest time, I did not believe that I was a perfectionist. I definitely knew that I was incredibly prone to people pleasing, but I wouldn't have said that I was a perfectionist. And part of the reason for that is because I was kind of messy and willing for things to be imperfect in my surroundings. But what I didn't recognize was the way that perfectionism can show up in the way that we talk about ourselves to ourselves and treat ourselves when we make mistakes. And so that's what I want to talk about today. And the reason this has come up is sort of twofold. One, we're in the midst of the first round of Soma Home as I'm recording this. As I'm recording this, we're on week three. And perfectionism isn't something that we've spoken about specifically but it kind of is like there in all the modules that we've worked through because it lives in the shoulds. It lives in the way that we hold ourselves to standards that are just kind of wildly unhuman, right? In they're just there. We'd have to be robots to be able to make them happen. And the other reason that I want to talk about this is because I had an incident today where something happened and I really noticed the way that I responded to it was very different to the way that I would have responded to it in the past. And it was really a sign for me of my own shift away from perfectionism and how it has shown up in a very real sense in my life. So I wanted to share that in case it's helpful. So let's start with that story. I have a basketball team, which I've spoken about on the, on the podcast before. I think it was last year I decided, you know what, I really want to play basketball. Let's just start. Why not? And I gathered a, a group of women and we started a basketball team. And because it was kind of, I guess, my my baby that I kind of offered out to other people to join, I've kind of become the unofficial team organizer. And so whenever a new member joins our team, because we've had a little bit of, you know, player turnover, I organize them a new top. And so we've been waiting weeks and weeks for these new tops to arrive and they were finally ready for me to go pick up from the store. And I had been a parent helper at an event at the school today. And I thought, you know what, I've got this lovely little window of time where I can go from being parent helper to go pick up these tops and then come back for school pickup. And in the back of my mind, while I was doing this parent helping, I thought, you know what, I should probably check that the store is open. It's Monday as I'm recording this and there was just this little thought in my mind of like, check that they're open before you go. I did not do that. And when I arrived at the store, guess what? It was closed and I could not pick up the tops. Now the store was maybe a 20 minute drive away. So it wasn't super, super local, but not super far away. And as I sat there and like looked at the closed sign, I was like, huh, that sort of sucks. I feel a little bit like I've wasted some time that I could have used doing something else like recording a podcast or doing some editing. 
um, having lunch, you know, all these other things that I was like, I could have done that instead. I felt a bit bad for wasting the, you know, fuel that it took me to drive there. And I, there was that little moment of like, you even thought about the fact that you should check before you come to make sure that it's open. What I didn't do though, was make myself bad for making that error. If you want to think of it as an error, I was just like, huh, that kind of sucks. And we move on. There was no berating myself. But the thing is, this is very different to the way that I would have reacted in the past. In the past, I would have let that simmer under the surface for a really long time as like, you're such an idiot. Why didn't you check? You should have just checked. It wouldn't have been that hard. And you even thought about it. Why didn't you check? You've wasted time. You've wasted money. You've wasted fuel. You've done all these things. That would have been my inner narrative. And what I want to, the reason that I want to share that with you today is because that right there, that's perfectionism. That right there is the clue of like, oh, there's my perfectionism hiding in plain view. I wasn't looking to, you know, have everything lined up in a tidy row. It's not that kind of perfectionism. It's not the perfectionism of like, you know, making sure that the the house is spotless, which I think is where my brain certainly went when I thought of perfectionism. Instead, it's like this complete intolerance to your own failure. Big, right? I, I mean, the example is kind of small, but imagine, and maybe you don't have to imagine very hard. Maybe you're like, yeah, this, this, I can relate. If we are talking to ourselves like that over things like that on a regular basis, what the inner landscape can feel like as a result. This is why I always talk about this idea of like becoming your own friend, your own ally. Because your friend and your ally wouldn't like rain, you know, insults on you for making an error like that. It's just like no big deal, right? Um, but that is where our perfectionism can sometimes live. And I was thinking about, I've written some notes and I, I wrote down perfectionism is when we don't give ourselves compassion when we are faced with our imperfections. Perfectionism is where we don't kind of hold compassion for ourselves when we come up against our own imperfections. Because perfectionism by its very nature presupposes that there is perfection that is possible, right? It presupposes that perfection is a possibility and maybe not even a possibility, like it should be the case, right? Perfectionism should be what it is and it's not. And so we kind of are always set up for disappointment and falling short and that sense of being not good enough. And on Tuesday, the last podcast episode before this, which currently don't remember the number, I talked about this idea of like, what if you just simply expected to fail instead of constantly chasing the feeling of, of not failing, which is what perfectionism kind of inspires us to try to do, right? What if you actually just went, you know what? I am imperfect. The human condition is imperfect. And so probably going to be some mistakes, probably going to be some ways that I fall short, probably going to be imperfections in my actions, in my thoughts, in my outcomes. And I think that when we get to that place where we can be like, yeah, that's part of the human condition, then 
our own sort of tendencies towards desiring perfection, they like loosen their grip a little. My own sort of process with this has been over years, years and years. And like I said, I didn't think I was a perfectionist. I really didn't because I'm like, but I'm messy and I don't care if I have, you know, typos or spelling mistakes or um, messy hair or something like that. Or I didn't do, you know, makeup or lipstick before I did a podcast, for instance. I don't think, I didn't think of myself as a perfectionist, but was very, very evident in the way that I spoke to myself was that I was in all these other ways that had nothing to do necessarily with order, which is the only way I was really thinking about perfectionism. I was kind of misunderstanding the difference between perfectionism and like tidiness and order, right? The other way that this can show up, that it is a big one for, has been a big one for me in my life, is this feeling of like, I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I wish I hadn't said that in that conversation. And again, we might not think of that as perfectionism, but when we find ourselves kind of like thinking and ruminating over and picking apart these conversations that we had, the reason that we do that is because, again, we've got this presupposition that we should be able to say the right thing all the time, that we shouldn't have these moments of sticking our foot in our mouth or saying the wrong thing or saying something that makes us sound less intelligent than we are or than we want to be understood. So that's another sign of like, huh, maybe I'm holding myself to a standard here that is not really fair, right? Fair to me because I'm human and I'm going to be fallible. The other one is um, housework (laughs) because I was like, you know, I'm messy. I'm not really a perfectionist when it comes to that sort of like external stuff. I was like, there's no perfectionism here. However, even if the outer world is not orderly, right? You're like, but my house is a mess and da 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 da. If you're beating yourself up internally for the fact that that is true, Again, perfectionism, because it's holding the belief that something else should be possible. I should have a clean home. I should be able to do better than this. I should be able to do it like them. So again, it's kind of like this inability to hold compassion for ourselves in the discomfort of falling short, falling short of our own usually very lofty expectations of how we should be. And so this idea of like should ties very closely in with perfectionism, because when we hear a should, we're kind of saying, well, there's a way that I think things should be. And there's a very good chance that 100% of the time, you're not going to be able to live up to them, right? Or you're not going to be able to live up to them 100% of the time is how I meant to say that. So the perfectionism sometimes shows up less in our attention to detail, right? Less in the order and tidy and dot your I's and cross your T's. And more in the way that we meet ourselves, more in the way that we talk to ourselves, more in the way that we treat ourselves and communicate with ourselves and meet ourselves with compassion or not in the face of the sense of falling short. Perfectionism. It's a big one. And it's certainly not the first time we've spoken about this on the podcast, and I very much doubt it will be the last But I invite you to to notice those places where you're like, hmm, okay, maybe it's not the showing up at a closed 
you know, shop thinking I should have checked that they were open. Maybe it's not picking apart your conversations. Maybe this makes you think of like, oh yeah, actually I can see my perfectionism showing up here. And honestly, one of the things that I think is really powerful in sort of navigating this is to just know that it's happening. Sometimes the most significant thing that we can do is see it, right? Because we can't really do anything with things that we can't see in the sense, like if we can't, um, if we're not acknowledging that something's happening, then we don't really have a doorway into having any other options because it just, we don't, we haven't sort of said, oh yeah, I can see this thing happening. And so sometimes just it's enough, or it's certainly enough of an opening of the door to be like, oh, that right there, maybe that's a little bit of perfectionism. And when we can bring a sense of curiosity to that, then we don't, we're not quite so tightly in its grip. Curiosity kind of like loosens the talons a little bit. It gives us a little bit more space to be curious. Well, the curiosity, yeah, I guess that's true. The curiosity gives us more space to be curious, gives us more options. And so that is exactly where I would invite you to start. All right, that's it. I would love to hear from you as always. If you've got questions, comments, ideas, requests, come and find me. You know you can find me over on Instagram at Erica Webb underscore selfkind. Also a reminder that my, you know, books are open for uh, one-on-one counseling work where we work in a very mind, body, somatic approach for all of these sorts of things, the perfectionism, the, you know, um, people-pleasing, the persistent tension and discomfort, the feeling like I want to be my own friend, but I don't know how. So if you are curious about that and you want to have a chat come find me. You can book a 15 minute good fit call as well. And until next week, keep being kind to yourselves. I'll speak to you then. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at Erica Webb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.